Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Assistant to the Assistant Coaches podcast. My name is Rahul, and because I have the pleasure of welcoming our listeners, I have the pleasure of putting Hassan and Anil both on the spot. So I'm going to go ahead and say what they usually say. What it do, baby? How's it going, guys? So now, here are my two other co-hosts. Hassan? I have no idea what to say, because usually I try to steal that before you do it. Dude, that's my default greeting, man. I don't know who I am as a person anymore. Come on, you got to be creative. Come on, think on the spot, man. Uh, what it do? Hello. Bonjour. <laughs> Como uh, we in. Did we talk about Biblioteca? No, we're not doing like, this again. I... We're not doing this again. Okay, no. Oops. Okay, okay. Spanish three honors, man. Miss Gonzalez. <laughs> seventh period. Couldn't wait to get out the door. You know what I mean? Good times, man. Good times. Good times. Um, all right. So we're in the midst of the most wonderful time of the year in regards to sports. We have basketball playoffs nearing the finish line. We have football season fully in gear. Baseball playoffs kicking off. NHL playoffs are about to wind down as well. So lots to talk about. Uh, but before we, you know, go into any of our takes, I just kind of, um, we'll talk about basketball first. And um, not going to recap anything. You've seen it. You know what happened. Um, but we do have a Lakers Heat Finals. And what we had talked about in our last episode, or two episodes ago, I guess, when we were doing our NBA predictions, we need none of us at the Heat or the Lakers making it to the finals. Um, and here we are sitting here uh, with that but we're going to talk about the finals in a little bit but before we get that kind of want to take maybe 30 seconds and kind of recap and kind of ask both of you what you what's one takeaway that you saw from the playoffs that was like the the NBA playoffs that was kind of surprising to you that you didn't see coming um something that um you know you want to share with the listeners uh Hassan if you want to start yeah um you said one thing but I'll do two really quickly because I just like to talk um first one is small ball. I'm gonna take my second one i know it small ball doesn't work um look it, it works to a degree you can hit those threes the percentage the math the data the the nba twitter nerds out there um it just doesn't work um if you hit a drought you got to find another way you got to pivot the game plan so when the rockets were just kind of ice cold they didn't find ways to maybe hit a mid-range, see the ball go in. It seemed like the Russell Harden best friends forever duo just didn't really run its course. And looks like Westbrook just looked like a rookie. He didn't look like himself that what we used to see out there. Um, and then the second thing wait, is- Wait, 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 wait. Before you go to number two, because this, I, need to, I need to give you- Yeah, I want to comment on this too. Um, okay, so there's two things with the small ball thing, right? So I- kind of agree but then I kind of don't agree what I think that there is it's like a fine line you can have that as like your main component of your team as like a oh I'm, I'm going to focus on small ball but you need to have the flexibility to be able to match up and switch as you need to and move like players around and have the ability to go bigger if you need to or stay small if you need to and the other part is that you need to look for your two-point shots man like you can't just focus on threes like there was so like I think there was like a a a, a play uh, a couple of plays that Sports Center had shown while this was while the Lakers series was going on and literally you can see that the Lakers the way that they guarded them they left the the lane wide open because they know they were going to yeah. run into the paint and run back out of the paint or look for a three you have to look for those shots and if you don't you're going to be home like where you are right now but if you see the other teams that are there right now it's like a combination of both and be able being able to like adapt as you need to. Yeah, there's a, I mean, before Neil goes, I think you're saying the mid-range, like, are just even adjusting, like, all the big teams can adjust to small ball, but it should be vice versa, right? You should be able to play, like, a versatile game plan, and there's a reason why, like, all the goats of the game uh, know how to hit that uh, free throw line jumper or that, like, 
corner mid-range pop two, right? Kobe makes it yep. popular. LeBron's done yeah. it. CP3 was killer at it, right? Like those are all Hall of Fame players. So Harden used to be used to do it, and then just as the years have gone on, he's gotten away from it, right? Russell used to pop up at the free throw line, just didn't do it anymore, and that's when. Yeah. Or his, his percentage went down. He's not good at it anymore at all. They don't practice it anymore. So yeah, that's right. My bad. Yeah, no, the I, I agree. Actually, Rahel, I was gonna say the same thing about the two point shot because what I noticed is the Thunder actually went small. Uh, game seven, they went Gallinari, uh, Gallinari, um, instead of Stephen Adams at the five, and there they take a lot of two pointers, right? Like especially Dennis Schroeder, like he takes a lot of mid range shots. It was actually working really well for them. So I feel like small ball has potential. I could to- totally see another team trying it and building their offense around it, especially since on small ball, um, you you get some, like, defensive prowess, right? Like, you can keep up with the guards. You can um, – like, bigs can't move very fast, right? So if they roll to the rim, the guards can kind of keep up, and you got a big guy like P.J. Tucker and that can meet them at the um, – in, in the paint. Uh, but, yeah, like, what I noticed about the playoffs, I guess the biggest story – is uh, I think I thought Hassan was going to say this. Hassan, was this going to be your number two, Jamal Murray? Yeah, it was. I was just going to say we've discovered some new superstars. Not all stars, not really good yeah. players. There are some young guys like Tatum, Mitchell, and especially Jamal Murray. We have a new guard of superstars. Yeah, no, for sure. Uh, this last game, the, the game that the Lakers won to get into the finals, I totally think Denver could have won that game. I watched the fourth quarter, the entire thing. Jamal Murray was deferring the entire time. I think I had like nine assists, right, which is pretty good. But he didn't – I think he took like two shots the entire fourth quarter. And I, I figured out later that he was um, he was injured. I think he got like a foot injury or something like that. And so I think that's why he wasn't like mobile enough to drive or, or you know, take those shots, whatever it was. That was a real, little unfortunate. I feel like Denver could have made it like game six, maybe even game seven, do it again. Dude, he hit some – Pretty crazy shot. Dude, like, man. And one leaners. Uh, I think he's the one that did the 360 layup. He did the Jordan up and under. <laughs> Jordan, yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah I mean, just consistently was hitting shots. A lot of them didn't, got called back. He would hit, I mean, I, I think we used to say Steph Curry style threes, but like I actually like to say their Dame Lillard threes were like Steph Curry would do these like deep threes in motion, but like Dame Lillard was just two steps over the half court and pop and Jamal Murray yeah. to do that with just to keep the team in the game. And I mean, even like Jokic, right. Isn't he considered a superstar? He's probably a better passer than 95% of the league. Yeah. Like, and so, and who backs him up? He's just as good as a passer. Like these bigs are in Denver, like have like four eyes, two in the back of their head, two in the front. Right. Like it's wild with all the behind the back over the head passes that they do. It's, it's like a Ringling Brothers circus out there for them. But Denver on the map, man. Denver's uh, been on a map. Just people, <laughs> like, um, I mean, yes, the like, U.S. map. Yeah, how yeah, they've been. Denver. We learned about them, man. Geography, yeah. bro. Were you not yeah. paying attention? Yeah, Too busy in Miss Gonzalez's class, man. Good yeah. at Spanish, but not geography. You, I, I think what you're trying to say, because I was just trying to take away your joke away, was um, put some respect on that name. Oh, yeah. I was going there eventually. Oh, my bad, my bad. So the flip side of all of that <laughs> – I'm so surprised at how many coaches lost their job because of the bubble. <laughs> Think about it, man. Yeah. Okay, so it started with Indiana, right? Nate, Nate McMillan lost his job after he lost to Miami. Okay. Then Billy Donovan lost his job after he lost to us. I mean, the Houston Rockets. And then the Houston Rockets lost to the Lakers. And Mike D'Antoni said, peace, I'm leaving. Then we just heard today, breaking news as of maybe like an hour ago, that Doc Rivers is not returning to the LA Clippers. Um, and Doc Rivers has been there through like Lob City and through everything. And now with these two superstars, he's kind of shown the door. I mean, with all with all due respect for whatever he's done 
in the regular season, I guess, and with all the teams that he's had. He has, I think there's three series where he was up 3-1 and he lost all three of them. Yeah, um, and <laughs> can't I mean, it's unfortunate. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I mean, I mean it is but you it can't is, tell you... me, look, okay, you said that this time, right? But like, look at historically, that's happened to him so many times, right? Like we can think of the Josh Smith, Corey Brewer Rockets. Yeah. Like, and first of all, those are not two names that should beat you. <laughs> yeah. Like, also happened to at that point in their career. <laughs> that happened in 2014, 2015. 15, so like, 15, yeah. It's, yeah. It still doesn't matter what year it is. Corey Brewer and Josh Smith should not be a duo that beats you in a playoff game when you're down, like, 15, you know? Man. Well, same, same thing this year, right? Like, I mean, everybody had written the Clippers into the finals and had them being the champions of this season. And here comes Jokic and Murray, and they're like, hey, wait a second. We got something to tell you. And then they just ran off with it. Like, that's what did they tell them? That we're better than you? Yeah. <laughs> they said, they said, what was the lemon pepper chicken? That's what they said, right? What oh. <laughs> Wings, what is it? Dude, lemon pepper chicken, man. That also, so good, bro. also, what I've learned, and not to add something else, is NBA tw- players like the actual players their twitter accounts like i follow them but like they're starting to be become like beef again within the league right they're all buddy buddy and yeah. you know that like the old guys like the old generation hates that they're all friends but there are some guys who are definitely not friends and the clippers and i believe it's the was it the trailblazers those, yep. those rosters hate each other right the yeah. whole Cancun, get your bag, pack it. Yeah, awesome. Cancun on three, right? Isn't that what Pat Bev <laughs> tweeted? That Dave said, look, I got a ticket for you too, or you could come stay with me. <laughs> yeah, man, dude, that was so funny. Like CJ McCollum and uh, Dame, they're like tag teaming it. Like, hey, man, I got, I just. All right, Ryle, serious question. If there were two NBA players that could go out there and win the tag team championships in WWE, who would it be? I know you can answer too. Man, okay, like we're talking about actual WWE, like wrestling. Like it would be like they would wrestle each other. Pat Bev and I mean, Montrezl Harrell. You could take it. How oh you my want. god! You could take it how you want. Pat Dude, Bev and Montrezl Harrell. Okay. I feel like Harrell would just call a foul on everything. Are there fouls in wrestling? Mm. I feel like if there's a foul in wrestling, he's gonna. Uh, if it's a if it's like a handicap match, then like no, or like a hardcore match, then really no, there's no fouls, right? Or man, or like Dwight Howard and LeBron James. Oh, Dwight, Ooh, that'd be fun. Big man. Yeah. I mean, I think CJ and Dame would take it because, like, historically from watching wrestling, what I learned is the better you are on the mic, the bigger push that you get, right? Like, the more that you become a superstar. Yeah. And with the way they talk on Twitter, I feel like they're definitely going to get some belts around them. I mean, it won't be NBA championships. It'll be something else. <laughs> so. Dude. You know, uh, for, sorry, I forgot to mention this. Doc Rivers actually got traded to the Clippers. <laughs> you guys remember that? Legit, Chris Paul came over there, and then he was like, hey, can you put together a trade package? And he was like, they're like, yeah, yeah, cool. Who do you want? I was like, he was like, Doc Rivers. I've never seen a coach get traded, man. That's freaking wild. Yeah, I, fr- I don't know why that doesn't happen more often. Like mid-season, yeah, I feel your like it's just is, like the Suns aren't doing well, the Kings aren't doing well. It's like, all right, cool. We'll give you. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think of a Suns player that matters beside Booker. Oubre, Oubre, Kelly Oubre. Oh, yeah, we'll give you Oubre yeah. and our coach for. Uh, Buddy healed and your coach. Thank Ca- you. Cash considerations. <laughs> <laughs> and a popcorn machine. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, dude, they should do that. Like, there's so much stuff in the, like, stadiums. Like, hey, man, we'll give you, like, we got a Chick-fil-A here. Like, if you want the franchise tag, like, take it. But we want, like, Kawhi Leonard. <laughs> who, who puts in the cash considerations in that trade to get really good uh, with their coach? You know, that, that's what that I means. I feel like whoever's getting Kawhi is losing the trade, man. King, like, bro. <laughs> Chick-fil-A, bro. <laughs> Chick-fil-A. But any okay, so anyways, so we'll see we'll see new faces in different places next year. Um, be something interesting. 
to see and look out for, I mean, after this next two weeks of the finals. So now let's talk about the finals. Okay, here we go. So we got everything set up for the Lakers. It seems like it's like destined to be, um, there was a tweet, I'm sure that y'all probably saw it if y'all didn't. It was something around like 2009, Kobe, his finals run, comparing it to current LeBron James finals run, where he, Kobe beat the Rockets in the second round, and he beat the Nuggets in the conference finals, and then he played a team from Orlando in the uh, NBA finals, and he won. Um, and it's kind of set up the same way where LeBron beat the Rockets, LeBron beat the Nuggets, and now LeBron's playing a team from Florida, which is the Miami Heat. He's going for his fourth ring, and Kobe was going for his fourth ring in 2009 as well. Um, and um, here we are. So we didn't see this coming, but now that you see it, before I give you my prediction, I really want to hear what your takes are on, first, I want to know, tell me last, but I want to know who wins in your prediction. Um, second, I want to know is like, really, do you think that, what do you think about this Miami Heat team? Okay, tell me that, and then we can kind of talk about some more. But like, what do you think about this, my, like, what you've seen so far? Um, Anil, you want to start? Yeah, yeah, sure. So the thing I like about this Miami team the most, and I think you guys probably will say the same Thing or maybe something similar is the culture of the team. Like, I think I saw a quote from, maybe it was Eric Spolstra who said this, uh, their timeouts, all they do is they just circle around uh, Haslam and he yells at them for like three minutes and then they go back in the game. You know, like the, the culture is, is awesome, you know? And I think like part of that is Pat Riley and part of that is like Jimmy Buckets and his, uh, you know, like seriousness and his like killer mental- mentality. I, I don't know. Like this, this, I feel like a lot of people are picking. Wait, the hold on. I need, I, you're saying, can you repeat what they do in a timeout? And where did you get that? I never heard that. Yeah. I think Spolstra <laughs> said it himself. He was like, yeah, our timeouts are basically Udonis Haslam yelling at us for three minutes. And then we go back in the game. Like about what? Like, isn't that Jimmy's job? No, dude. I guess like he yells at them about oh like, God, that's how wherever. great. That's how much fun Jimmy's having that he deferred his, I'm going to be super, super rude. Like, you you can't effing guard me. You need me attitude to Udonis. He yeah, but Udonis just, isn't playing, man. That way, you, that way he can just focus on the game. <laughs> yeah, I mean, honestly, that's like in all seriousness, that's probably part of it. You know, like he doesn't have to do that anymore. Like, also, there's other isn't, I think I saw this post that said Udonis has been in an NBA Finals for three decades in the twenty in the two thousands with Wade, and the twenty tens with LeBron, and now in the twenty twenties with Buckets. Yeah. Yeah, that's wild. Yeah, that's crazy. That's, wild. that's crazy, man. <laughs> Doesn't get bored. I feel like that would get boring, man. Okay, you tell me if sitting on an NBA bench, making millions of dollars, watching free basketball courtside gets boring. Okay, fine. I'll I mean, sometimes it. you got to go in and play, right? But 95% of the time, you just get yeah, to watch a free game. Yeah, you just yelling at people. Yeah. And, and, the people. Guy, and the guy probably still comes at you and puts the Gatorade in your mouth for you, you know? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the best part, actually. I'll, I'll <laughs> do Hassan, it for free. Just for that. Hassan, tell me, tell me what you're looking forward in this series. What are you looking forward to watching in this series? Oh, man, I think Jimmy Buckets and Markeith Morris get in a fight. It's just bound to happen. And not like a, like a fist fight, but I think there's going to be some technicals or flagrants between one of them. I mean, watching the, the playoffs, the Morris twins are dirty. Like, they are mm-hmm. dirty players. They act like they aren't. They whine like they aren't. But you can look at all those replays. Everything looks malicious. And maybe it really isn't their intent, but it's hard to see that it isn't. So I think just it's going to be – Really aggressive, really chippy series. Um, it's a take-no-prisoners type of defense with Miami, right? Like, you play hard, you ball hard to the final second. Um, and I think what will be interesting is to see is can the young guys who so far have lived up to the, the hype in Miami uh, 
play out these veterans who have all been deep in the playoffs, right? Like Danny Green, um, you know, just Rajon Rondo, Dwight Howard, LeBron James. So it'll be uh, new attitude versus old attitude. Yeah. yeah. So I kind of agree. And I just, I really see this as like, um, there's two ways. One, I'll say like kind of compare it to a um, 2012 Oklahoma City Thunder team. Um you know, like uh, up and coming, they're there. They just beat like a team that should have probably been there, um, the Celtics. Um, and, you know, they're, they're going to feel it out a little bit. They might surprise us, but I feel like they've already accomplished a lot and they have room to grow some more and potentially add someone else next year. Not that they're looking that far yet, but I just feel like um, it'll, be, it'll be a nice test for them to see how much more they need to grow. Um, and I just feel like with Spolstra, it's like, it's always, it's always like the, or not always, it's, but like he's able to coach without having a face of the franchise. He doesn't need a star or two stars to succeed. And he's shown that again. Um, and I just feel like that'll be good. It'll be nice. It'll be a nice chess match between the coaches. I feel like I would probably lean towards coaching adjustments towards Spolstra, but I just feel like the players overall are better on the Lakers side. So now I want to get predictions from each of you. I will start because yeah. I want to kind of, I know what y'all, and I have a feeling what y'all would say, but I'll go ahead and start. So I get my insight about the Lakers, like all about the Lakers from my boy Vinesh, um, although he's probably not going <laughs> to listen to this podcast, but this guy, diehard fan of the Lakers, he loves to talk about them and he loves to criticize them. So I get all the insight. I've been hearing about them all playoffs. Um, and he hasn't been essentially wrong yet about these playoffs at least. Um, he's saying 95% leaning towards Lakers, 5% towards Miami. And I see that coming true. I see a 4-1 Lakers win um, championship. We'll probably see them in next week. And it goes, and it's a tribute to Kobe. Hassan, you're, you're, you're shaking. Okay, fine. Fine, I know. What do you think? All right. Uh, I'm going to go hot take, right? And I've been wrong, I think, this entire time. So I might as well just do it, <laughs> you know, and, like, let you guys know my opinion. I... I feel like, right, okay, so the Lakers have the star power. Let me just give you guys my reasoning, right, why I'm, like, saying Miami, uh, potentially. Uh, I mean, I think, if you're saying it, just say it. Tell me what you're telling yeah, me. Yeah, all right, I'm going to say Miami. Later. Give me the reason I'm going to say it. Okay, right, what is but it? But, like, I'm going to say that Miami. Miami in what? What? In how many games? That part is, that part is tough. Uh, I would say, man, just to be on the safe side, I'm going to say seven games. Oh, because they pick a number four through seven. That's usually how this works. <laughs> it would be funny if I pick three. <laughs> Or eight. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but, like, so the, the reason I say that is because I feel like Miami is more disciplined uh, than the Lakers. And the reason I say that is there's another quote that I don't know if you guys seen this, but uh, there's another quote that said that the, like, LeBron and AD, every time they don't get a foul call to go their way, they, like, they kind of just, like, hesitate and they, like, look at the refs. And then teams, like, somebody, like, researched this, right? Like, teams would figure that out and then go on fast breaks and get easy layups on the other end. Because, like, Ooh. those guys would just spend, like, seconds kind of, like, yelling at the ref or looking to the side, and then a fast break would happen. So they do what Eric Gordon loves to do <laughs> in the what? Oh, going, like, fast breaks and – No. Oh, no, no. Oh, sorry. Compl- you mean the other end. Okay. Yeah, you know, it's going to be, like, LeBron's going to, like, unzip his, like, front, and it's going to be, like, Harden on top of Eric Gordon's shoulders, and they're going to be, like, both whining underneath. <laughs> yeah, basically, man. That's a great visual. <laughs> yeah, man. But, like, that that's basically what I think, right? Like, that's – I feel like this team, like, Dwight, LeBron, AD, 
Rondo, like those guys are, they're, they complain quite a bit, you know, and I feel like they, they get emotional in their in games as well. And of course, like Jimmy Buckets gets emotional too, but I feel like he's way better at controlling his emotions as well as I think Spolstra is as, as well. So I don't know that that's just my take. That's a hot take though, I think. Yeah, so I guess it's my turn. Um, I'm tired of being wrong, so I'm just going to pick the Lakers because I think it seems more <laughs> right than wrong. And I'll say in six. I, I do think Miami um, will prove that they're really good. I don't think it'll be like many – I think maybe one blowout win each side. Uh, but you just those guys you named who've been there, done that, I think experience does matter. Um, and yeah. I think that we've, we're seeing flashbacks of like Celtics Rondo that I just I don't think we've seen all season right this playoffs he's since he's come back he just looks like a whole new player he looks revitalized he looks young and I think that's what it's going to be it's going to be the x factor of Rondo and Dwight who's been really solid as a backup uh, versus the three-point shooting of Hero and like Robinson right like if that team they do rely on those shots and if they don't get them like, yeah, they have been able to drive to the bucket, but I think it's so much harder to drive to the bucket against a really, really big Lakers team who's strong, who's dirty, versus the Celtics, who I felt like they evenly matched up with in terms of just, like, length and size. Mm-hmm. Um, so I do think it's LeBron bringing up some of, you know, Michael's, Michael's Secret stuff from the Space Jam set. <laughs> going to feed it to his team, and they're going to just – they're, I mean, LeBron's just going to show us, like, why he's just one of the greatest players of all time in the NBA. Yes, sir. Fun fact, they both lost three three times in the playoffs. They're both 9-3. and three, Or, no, 12-3. and three. Sorry, my math was wrong. 12-3. and um, Oh, that's fun. Yeah. So, here we go to 16, right? Um, it'll be good. I mean, I'm excited. Let's see what happens. Hopefully, after LeBron wins his fourth, he kind of calms down, and then other people have a chance after that. You know, we'll see. <laughs> but I don't see him retiring all. for another two years. Uh-huh. Yeah. I, I don't think he's going to retire. Definitely. I know, him. but I don't he's see waiting him. waiting for Bronny, right, to get you, into the league? You, yeah. You think that he's going to do what he did again this year? I'd be surprised. I'm not saying he can't, but I'd be surprised if he does year 17 again and year 18. Um, yeah. But nonetheless, um, that's all we got for today. We'll see what happens in a couple of weeks. And then – um hopefully we'll have more to talk about after that um shout out to uh spring tomball area jimmy buckets representing in the nba finals let's go so, <laughs> and we also got our first 2000 born player tyler hero in the Who, finals i mean so with that little champagne shower they had like he had to sit outside right like just like wait for that to be done oh yeah i didn't even think about or that. did they replace all the bottles with like cider like apple cider you know, like sparkling Dang, 2000 man it's wild <laughs> yeah cool 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 but yeah so be sure to catch us on twitter and instagram attack sports a-t-t-a-c sports and we'll see you next time have a good one guys 